It's time for Talking Jazz. Up against Gobert, back out. Gilchis Alexander has a second to shoot off the glass. No! And the Jazz shut the door and win it 110-109. Final play of the game last night, the Thunder going right at Rudy. What? He does his job. Jazz hold off OKC for that one-point win. And good evening and welcome in to our inaugural season opening edition of Talking Jazz. So delighted to have. I'm going to have the usual suspects rotating through each week, beginning with, of course, the radio voice of the Jazz, David Locke. David, how are you doing? How was your Christmas? And more importantly, are you getting enough time on the slopes? Uh, I'm trying to do all of, make sure the kids have a good Christmas. Uh, if I don't have to travel this year, I would like it to start snowing because this could be my best ski season yeah. ever. And uh, so far there, it's not playing along with us. Sterling, I need snow. Ster I need snow, Sterling. Sterling said snow's coming, so he's just said be patient, so we'll be just fine. All right, okay. uh, David, lots to talk about. You and I talked about some things that we're going to discuss regarding the Jazz now, but let's talk about some big picture things as we get ready to kick off this new season. We've got to begin with Ryan Smith buys the Jazz. It's now official, of course, uh, majority ownership. What do you see with him as the Jazz owner for the future of this team? I mean, I think you have someone who's on the cutting edge. Obviously, he's had wild success and looks like he's going to have even more success with the SAP, the SAP News this week. Um, you know, so you have someone who's connected. You have someone who's passionate. You have someone who's bright. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to say what we've seen. What we've seen right so far is an extraordinary amount of spending uh, from Ryan Smith so far. But I think what we're going to see is a guy, you know, Qualtrics is a customer-based uh, product, so he's going to know all the customer aspects of things. I think you'll see him delve into that, and I think you'll see him connect with the major players in the rest of the tech world to try to improve the fan experience. You hit on something right there when you mentioned uh, not afraid to spend money. So let's get to the next big news before we get to the team on the court right now. And that, of course, are the, the big extensions for Rudy and Donovan. And let's start with Donovan and very happy Jazz Nation. He's going to be around here for at least another five years. I mean, this kid's just really special in all aspects of life, right? We, you know, frankly, we saw how special he was on the floor with the win over Oklahoma City having a struggle like that. We've seen how special he is off the floor with the donation that he and his mom, Nicole, gave to Granite Country Day School. We saw how special he was off the court leading as a young, young man, leading uh, the social justice initiatives that were being done in the bubble. This is a special, special guy. Obviously, as a player, he's just taken us by storm and came at the perfect time. So this was a no-brainer. And frankly, if you get in the intricacies of it, we really didn't negotiate with him. We just gave him what he wanted. Well, sometimes you have to do that. All right, Rudy Gobert. Uh, a lot of money, David. A lot of money. The super-duper, super-duper-duper max. What do you think about the money spent for him keeping him around? So, you know, that's the, the way the system works is you end up having to pay your guy an awful lot of money to keep him. There was no replacing Rudy Gobert. We have built our entire team, both offensively and defensively, around him. He is just a remarkable talent, uh, an incredible pick at the 27th pick of the draft. You can't let that get away. It might be an overpay per se. I, I don't see it that way. I saw it as really the most important move of the entire offseason, and that is a commitment one that probably puts you in the tax. But more importantly, we're going to be good because we have Rudy Gobert for at least the next four years. And that's an incredible statement. Trying to be good in this league is really, really, really hard. And in fact, there's a lot of teams, about a 30% of the league, that's stuck in mediocrity. 
And we don't have that as long as we have 27 on our roster. Rudy Gobert, 28 years old. He'll be just uh, 32, 33 when that contract expires. David, let's talk about two other signings. Of course, they kept Clarkson. First of all, what does he bring back to this team? You know, the addition of Clarkson along with Mike Conley gives us the ability to go one-on-one and just beat someone. Frankly, it sounds silly, but we didn't have that a few years ago. When Houston switched on us in the playoffs, Every we didn't have guys that could be only Donovan could beat anybody off the dribble. Mike can beat someone now. Jordan can beat somebody now. Mike uh, Donovan can beat somebody now. And we actually saw us use that even in the loss to Minnesota. The offense evolved as the game went on and had to start going one-on-one at points. And so Clarkson brings a skill that we simply didn't have. And boy, is his footwork ever crafty. As you see right there. And then finally, he's back after a one-year hiatus, bringing back, oh, Derek Favors, so fun to watch. How about that signing? Man, that dunk was sick. Yeah, how about Derek, that? Derek, wow, <laughs> double clutching on top of someone. I didn't remember that. You know, the defense last year was in the 16th percentile last year when Tony Bradley was on the floor. And so we're trying to get back to being an elite defensive team for 48 minutes a night. And hopefully Faves can do that. You know, that's, that's a lot of money for a backup center, but it shows the commitment to be, one, a good guy who wanted to be back, and two... This is trying to be an elite defensive team for all those times. And then, frankly, we now have eight guys who can play 25, 30 minutes a night, and that's a lot. All right, so we've set up the moves the Jazz have made. The organization is made. They're ready to go. they got their key players locked up for many, many years. Let's talk about uh, the team so far. Uh, granted, David, you and I talked a little bit late last night. Very small sample size. We're only a couple of games in. But I like what your thoughts are on the offensive versatility so many different ways that this team can beat you. Well, we actually talked about it a little bit just a moment ago, right? So Mike Conley here with it, he just can beat you one-on-one. You know, it's one thing that we have multiple scores now. We had three guys going to 20 last night. Clarkson go to 20. We also have multiple ways we can beat you. So Conley can beat you one-on-one. We all know the pick and roll game. That's been the essence of what we are and Rudy Gobert's great you know, aspect of that. We see it right here with Donovan working away from Rudy, but it's the, still the same two-man game. You hug to our shooters, best shooting team in the league last year. We're going to be able to make plays out of it. Donovan and Rudy are really getting much better together. Last year, they were the eighth-best pick-and-roll team combination in the league. And now you have Boyan playing off another Rudy screen, by the way, so much the essence of what they're doing and why Rudy's as good as he is. But you get, you know, Bogey getting open. I love this play. This is a new play Quinn put in the offense the big is back in the uh, guarding the middle so there's no one to help out if Rudy screens the guy and we have great shooters that is a beautiful play we're running you're seeing so many different ways that we can score and there it is again that's the same play another time the bigs back in the middle of the floor and you can go get Clarkson and if we can get out and running a little bit more than we've been running you're gonna get more of those catch and shoot opportunities we're at 21 catch and shoot opportunities a game we'd like to have that up about 27 28 and Boyan about 10 feet beyond the free three-point line on that three that we just showed you right there. A lot so better than a pull-up two in my book. Yeah, he's, a, he's actually shooting better from three-point percentage right now than, than overall. We'll talk about that yeah, in a moment. He's struggling at the rim a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about you. You touched on how you felt Rudy was the most important signing. We're three games in, and David, he looks awfully good right now, and I know you wanted to talk about that. He's just so outstanding. I mean, one, offensively, he's just battling. He's, he's relentless, I think, is the first thing. And the word out of camp was that he was this way in practice every single day. If we can get him to run the floor, and you're seeing him here, 
running the floor two or three times a night, getting those early opportunities, and then also it just opens up for everyone else. The other thing is you just can't go at him. I mean, it's like the, it's kind of a joke. Diallo was laughing after that play when he tried this on Rudy. Rudy is just so great. Teams can't run their pick and roll against us. They can't run in the post on us. He's uh, That's a ridiculous play right there. He was guarding Horford and slid over to guard, deal with George Hill. Teams cannot run what they want to run. The pick and roll last night didn't yield anything. And if we ran back through that final play a few times, he guarded three different options on that play, maybe even four, depending how you look at it. That was a brilliant play by Rudy. And he has so many of those. If you watch here, he cuts off one, cuts off that two. Here comes Gilgis Alexander, cuts that off, steps toward him to change his angle. Absolutely incredible defense. And hence why he is such a valuable uh, signee as you pointed out. Now, there are two sides to Rudy, depending on who you're playing. There are teams that try to take him out of what the Jazz are trying to do defensively. Talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, you referred to it as bad news, Rudy, when you and I were chatting. Well, the problem is Rudy's too good. Yeah. So if you can't run your pick and roll because Rudy's going to take it away and you can't run your handoff, then what you do is you take your big like on this play with Carl Anthony Towns up top and you move Rudy out of the play. Like stop, like Rudy's here defending, and that's the, one of the few times he's gotten beat all year by Towns, but there just are not a lot of things you can do. And so the answer is you just go one-on-one -on, -one on our guys with Rudy not involved, not picking and rolling us, not handing off us, just try to beat our guys straight off the dribble because otherwise Rudy's involved. Here Rudy's pulled up guarding Towns, so Rubio goes around the baseline for that shot we know so well. Uh, and and this is what happens. Like, Rudy's got a guard out to Horford, so basically just drives to Royce O'Neal and draws the foul. Our guys are going to have to do a better job guarding their yard because three games into the season, it's already clear that teams are can't involve Rudy. He's too good. And so the game plan's going to be drive right at our guys with Rudy pulled away from the basket. I like that phrase, guarding their yard. And, uh, and as great as Rudy is, he can't guard the entire court. So... Very well illustrated. Excellent clips there. Thank you uh, so much for that. All right. Oh, this is an interesting little note here. Boyan Bogdanovich, we know he has struggled, especially in the first half last night, until apparently somebody actually gave that newly repaired wrist a little bump. Our David James asked Bogey about it last night in this week's edition of Jazz Bites. Take a listen. Jazz Bites. Presented by Kimball Roofing and Repairs. Did you hurt your wrist during the game? What happened there, and uh, how did it feel as you played through it? I actually felt pretty well in, in the first play of the third quarter. Someone hit me pretty hard in my wrist, and then then I, I started play started play better. So maybe I needed that that hit to change to change something. So my wrist adjust after that after that hit pretty well. So like I said, I got a. Gotta take take better shots, better decisions, and, and and I miss that 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 feeling still. David, we we see this a lot in a lot of sports, especially football. Guy gets hurt, they're out for a long time. They need that first hit to get back into it. Boyan, as we said, wasn't you know he's struggling with his field goal shooting percentage right around thirty four percent. You think there's something to that? Get a little pop on that wrist and realize, hey, it's okay. I can play through this. Maybe, I, I think, and I apologize, I don't have this number perfect. I think he's 4 of 11 at the rim. So that could be, he has. he's the one guy who hasn't played in nine months. So yeah. his legs might not be right underneath him the way um, he, he could have been. And so I think that he 
Um, you know, that could be part of it that just around the rim. The other thing is, and I don't know this cause I have never shot the ball like Boyan in my entire life, but there might be like, I'm not worried about him at all, but there might be something different to the full shot that you're taking from three that he clearly has the distance on as we've seen that highlight a few times compared to like just a touch layup and that coming off the surgery, maybe he's a little stiff in the touch. I don't know. I'm making this up. Maybe the touch layup is harder right now. I think it's a leg issue. Well, he's a, he's a master of statistics and great at calling his games, but David Locke is not a doctor. But that's as good analysis as you could hope for on what Boyan is going through. Uh, David, a new feature this season we're going to be doing, best plays of the week from around the NBA, short week, uh, basically. And I know you appreciate these because you call games and you love it when a team delivers. So take a look at the best from the first week as compiled by our Matty Coma. Matthew takes the handoff. Trying to find Lopez, good hands. Oh, it up and in! <laughs> Once he's done. Say, I mean, how does he make this? The degree of difficulty. <laughs> he was just trying to keep it in bounds. I mean, you already have to shoot this over Kim Burch, who's seven foot, and then. Just under four to go in this first quarter. Baseball oh. is short, but it's put down beautifully. Golden State is down, but they are not out of it. They are fighting. Giannis switches on to him. Tatum and out of Kumpo, the superstar. Step back three on the way. Oh, it banks in. Jason Tatum puts Boston on top with a window three. How about that? A prayer answer. Tatum over Giannis. Oh, just bring it out. Melvin Johnson. Got in traffic and had it taken away. Morant off the board to himself for the dunk. And John oh. Morant with 42. Inbounds it to Jokic. Almost knocked away. They get the steal. Barnes for the lead. Couldn't punch it. Tipped up. No! And in! Will it count? Buddy! Ball! Call! Game! Run, buddy, run! Sacramento with a tip and get out of town for the victory. Oh man, so many questions. A wild, unfathomable, inexplicable sequence. Here's Barnes had it partially blocked. Oh. All right, David, we're going to grab some of your calls and incorporate them into some of this. The only thing we're missing uh, is the fans going nuts. But, I mean, the, the teams are doing the best they can to create some sort of atmosphere. What well, you, you saw Jason Tatum was looking around for fans to yeah. do something with when he made that shot. By the way, Kelly Oubre, I believe, is over 33 to start the year on anything that's not a dunk. Wow. Wow. Is that crazy? That's the stat And, by right the way, there. that play yeah. by Will Barton, that block that no yeah, one will ever yeah, talk yeah. That block by Will Barton's like one of the great plays I've ever Crazy. seen. The Buddy Heel tips it in. It's, but yeah. like that block by Barton was a game-saving block. Unreal. That was one of the most amazing plays of the year until it went away. Back with the radio voice of the Jazz Suns and Clippers at home for the Jazz. Back-to-back Thursday and Friday. David, you get to call a couple of games with a few fans in Vivid. That's all right, isn't it? And maybe see if the Clippers want to lose by 50 again. There you go. <laughs> and there you have it. Thanks for joining us. On our inaugural edition of Talking Jazz, thank you, David Locke, for being with us. Get out on the slope, and we'll see you on another call soon. Good night, everybody.